Hello, everyone, and welcome to How to Chess, a weekly chess improvement show where we talk about one specific topic to help out your game. I am your host, Ben Johnson. I am also the host of the Perpetual Chess Podcast. And this week, we are joined by one of Chessable's favorite or most beloved course creators and one of my personal favorites. He is also a YouTube creator, a trainer. My favorite course is his epic Chess Principles Reloaded series. Um, and did you guys know that he was actually a literature major? And on that topic, what this week's How to Chess will be about is a listener suggestion. Um, friend of uh, Chessable, friend of the chess community, Peter Newhall, suggested that we talk about how to read chess books. And Andres, of course, is a noted chess bibliophile. He's got some amazing videos on his YouTube channel suggesting chess books, as we might touch on. But a lot of people, I think, struggle with exactly um, how much time to read on a certain book, what books to read at different levels, um, and stuff like that. So we've got an expert in the field here to join us. And Andres, before we start the clock and start the instruction, first just wanted to welcome you. How are you, Andres? Uh, thank you, Ben. And I would like to welcome uh, the listeners as well. It's an absolute pleasure and an honor to be back with you. Uh, I'm very excited to to get going. I'm very nervous because I feel like I have a lot more to say than what our time will allow. But uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see how we go. And thanks, by the way, I'm doing well. And I hope that you are too. Excellent. Thanks. Yeah, excited as well. And I think you can do it. I think you can do the bullet version of your normal, <laughs> uh, very instructive chess content. Although I guess technically it's rapid. All right. So without further ado, we are ready to dive into some questions about how to read chess books. Um, let's get going. So Andres, is it better to read a lot of chess books quickly or is it better to read one book slowly? I, I think that uh, the better approach is probably the one book slowly and dedicate yourself to a certain book or a certain topic because that way I think that the learning becomes more meaningful and the likelihood that you remember things and you recognize what you have read and learned uh, as part of your pattern recognition is a lot, lot higher. So in that regard, I recommend the one book only. But right away, I would like to jump on the first opportunity to contradict myself. And that is that there are different ways of reading chess books, um, so to speak. And so whenever, when I studied chess, when I was um, actively trying to make it as a chess player, I had a book that I studied with a chess board that I sat down with and analyzed deeply. But I also had every single time alongside that book, another one, which most of the times was a puzzle book that I just picked up on the go whenever I could. And I just solved puzzles when on the bus or, you know, whenever there was a free 10 minute that I couldn't have spent otherwise. But that doesn't mean that I'm reading books all over the shop without a structure. It just means that there is a structure where there is a primary book that I'm following, but on the side, I'm still engaging with other literature. Okay, and then I guess in these in this uh, more digital age, that could be a tactics trainer for your your side uh, project, um, and then you would still be reading an actual book. Is that a reasonable uh, interpretation, Andres? Most certainly, and actually, it is a very difficult time and era to discuss chess books because we are transitioning very heavily towards uh, an electronized version or an electronized lifestyle, if you will, where actually. Uh, reading chess books in an electronic format allows you a lot more to do and a, a, a lot 
various ways really to engage with the content rather than in a book. So the, the chessable book versions, for example, are breathtakingly awesome in this regard because you don't have to actually get the book out, the chess set out and physically set yourself up. You sit down in front of a, a screen and you are good to go. And in fact, it's very, very actively engaging that you are actually required to play out the moves. You become more part of the learning, I suppose. And so this is actually one of the reasons why you do see a steady decline in certain chess genres that are not really popular anymore in book publishing. There are fewer and fewer opening books coming out each year. And the reason for that, among many other reasons, is that there are so many uh, other platforms and avenues um, where you can definitely hone this particular part of chess to perfection that the books have become redundant. Chessable uh, most definitely is taking the cake in this regard. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. But one thing I wonder about, Andres, is, um, I mean, and of course, some of us grew up in the analog age, so maybe we just cling to our books a little too tightly. But I also see people saying on Twitter, for example, that when they they learn chess digitally, newer players. So then when they go to play with a chess set, it can be somewhat disconcerting. So do you think that it's um it's good to practice reading a, a physical book with a physical chess set or maybe even using a chessable course or another digital course and translating it to the chess set so that it doesn't feel so foreign? I suppose, Ben, that you were probably a little bit even surprised hearing me saying those words because you know that I'm a very (laughs) big uh, aficionado of uh, the three-dimensional chessboard and the competitive chess being played on a beautiful wooden chess set in the three dimensions. And of course, uh, nothing can replace that. But what what I was saying was uh, simply the fact that um, reading books is no longer just reading books because the same material is now produced in different ways. It has become accessible to us in multiple ways. And I think that it would be foolish not to try to exploit it to the best of our ability. That being said, there is no way that I would not want to sit down with... Uh, Mikhail Tal's best games with a chessboard, with the book in my hand, and dedicate an hour to go through one or two games, however much I can fit in. So most certainly, uh, in my opinion, the three-dimensional chess set, the book, uh, the smell of the paper, the the feel of of the book in your hands, Mm -hmm. that needs to be part of the procedure for sure. Okay, good advice. And of course, Chessable is known for its space repetition. So often when you uh, utilize a Chessable course, it's going to um, quiz you repeatedly uh, on its own. But let's say you're reading an old school actual physical chess book, as you say. Um, What's your approach to reading the same chapter twice or the same book twice? I know in the old days, a lot of people did that sort of thing because they didn't have much of a choice. They might live somewhere where there aren't a ton of books. But even now, I think some people struggle with there's so many chess books they want to read. So they don't know, do I go deeper on this book or do I uh, go on to the next one so I can check it off the list? This is a, a definite struggle that I do know that my students uh, have issues with as well. And it's very difficult to tackle too because we chess players are really spoiled for choice. The amount of content out there that is really good quality is extremely high. And so you are sort of stuck for choice as to what you do and how you, uh, you, you basically approach your learning. I recommend that if you find a book to be either too difficult or too easy for you, you need to drop it. 
But that is pretty much the only reason why I would say do not go through an entire book. Now, the other thing among the many that I wanted to say in this interview is, is that you need to be aware that not every single chess book is written with the purpose of making you a better player per se. That's not to say that that book wasn't intended to be quality material, but there are certain books that can really be entertaining, whereas others are definitely written with the purpose to take you from wherever you are to the next level. And that should impact your choices a great deal. Do I dare put you on the spot then and ask for a few suggestions? I was going to say, of course, you've got your YouTube series for different rating ranges. Um, I was about to elaborate on this. So the way I see it is that when you are looking for books that are very likely to educate you, they tend to be books that offer you analyzed games from move one all the way to the end. It doesn't have to be a selected games of a certain player. It can be. And there are many, many very good ones out there, but it doesn't have to be. I'll give you an example. Uh, understanding mo- uh, chess move by move, John Nunn or uh, Stoll, uh, Igor Stoll's book. Uh, I think it's called 50 something something masterpieces recent or you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Brilliant modern books. Chess masterpieces, I yeah, think. Modern yeah. Chess Master, that's it. Modern Chess Masterpieces. Precisely. Brilliant books. They cover games back to back from the first move till the end and analysis provided on almost every move. That is the ultimate content for you to learn from. Now, there are other books, especially endgame books, that carry immense educational value despite of focusing on a, a somewhat narrower uh, aspect of the game and obviously they cannot be circumvented uh, either but my general go-to is the more analysis the better the longer the content the better and by longer content i'm in full games okay excellent advice and, and it is okay to read it more than once if uh if you feel the need for this I, type of book i don't know Ben. I, my general go-to is and i don't want to sound silly or obnoxious here, but when I read a book back to back, I don't memorize what's in there, but 90%, 95% of the content of the book is going to fail to strike me as a novel if I read it for a second time. I know what's going to come at me. I know roughly the text. I know roughly the moves. And so I, I recommend to not do that unless that was a book, once again, that was too easy or too hard, actually rather too hard. And so you revisit it or it discussed the topic that was particularly close to you. One thing, Ben, that I really wanted to say in this uh, broadcast was that I think if you are a learner who wants to read chess books with the intention of learning from it, the greatest mistake that people make is that they go through endless number of books where there is really a large amount of educational content, but they don't translate it to their own chess life. So there is no overlap between what I do on the chessboard and what Alekhine does in his amazing 300 games selection. So I think the best advice I can give you is that approach the book as if it was written personally to you and go like, okay, this is how Alekhine defeated Sterk in this game. It's amazing. But how does it correspond with what I do in my chess games? And then you go like, right, I tend to hesitate too long when I am about to strike in a game of chess. So that's my takeaway. Make it personal. Pretend that book is written to you. Amazing insight. Yeah, make it personal and um, 
Yeah, and compare yourself. Although I think a lot of people watching might feel like, well, there's just no resemblance, you know? <laughs> um, we, we might make the same first three moves, but other than that, that's it. But in any event, Andres, we're going to have to leave it there. That was uh, some awesome insights. Um, so hopefully uh, people will have a better idea, not only how to read chess books, but as you say, how to read uh, digital content such as uh, Chessable's courses. Thank you, Andres. Thanks for having as me, always. Ben. Much appreciated. Thank you. And we are back. And of course, hearing from Andres was super instructive. And I've got the three improvement takeaways for you all. Number one, not all chess books are instructive. Andres is a particular fan of games collections, which of course I am as well. I love Judith Polgar's books from Quality Chess. Her games are just so sparkling. Um, and there's so many other examples. I'm a fan of Capablanca. Those are my two favorite players. Um, but there's whoever you fancy. Um, game collections are a great way to learn from books, which leads me to takeaway number two. Books, air quotes, are not just paper anymore. So when we say chess books, we don't mean it has to be a physical book. Although people like Andres, who was a literature major, and myself, who's an old man, we might be predisposed to books, but these days it can be a chessable course. It might even be... Um, uh, like a digital app, something like that, like the new in chess app. So books aren't just paper, but anything that you're, tr that you're engaging with, you want to be doing it actively to make sure that you're really absorbing the content that's being uh, presented to you. Um, number three is when you're reading a book, when you're engaging with a book, and this was my favorite one, make it personal, related to how you play. So, of course, Andres gave the memorable example of uh, looking at Al Yekin's games and thinking about whether you your play replicates his mine doesn't um, but it's excellent advice to try to think about hmm, what did they what did this uh grandmaster do that i am not doing and how could i incorporate it don't just play and appreciate but think actively about how to utilize what you're learning so um excellent stuff from andres and andres before you, we let you out of here let's just ask one or two bonus questions just because i can't resist since you're one of my favorite chess presenters number one andres what are you working on right now uh, thanks, Ben. Uh, I have got a lot more where the previous lot came from, so um, hopefully there's plenty of time still available. No, I'm kidding. Um, look, um, I'm rather busy at the moment because uh, although what the public currently knows is that um, our, our first course with Judith Polga um, has been released, but what the public doesn't necessarily know that we have been actively working on course two and three in fact, I am working on it pretty much back to back and Judith is also working very hard behind the scenes alongside me. So this keeps us really, really busy. Uh, the deadlines are rather pressing. So um, it, it, it's a tough grind, but a very enjoyable one. And uh, working with Judith uh, is an absolute delight. And, uh, you know, I can't stop to be starstruck every time uh, we are on a Zoom call. It's uh, so difficult to get used to working with such a legend uh, who approaches you in a very humble and, uh, you know, just like your equal uh, why it's 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 uh, yeah quite uh, amazing really. I was gonna say two Hungarian legends working on the same chess course. <laughs> uh, one one Hungarian legend uh, and uh, yes uh, another guy who is uh, trying his best uh, to pull his weight. That's I think the best way to describe the situation. <laughs> And of course, you and Judith both speak fantastic English, but do you guys converse in uh, Hungarian when you're working on this course, Andres? Yes, yes, we do, the, to keep things simpler. But it, it's quite interesting, actually, because obviously I'm writing the course in English. And um, in order to uh, support her 
filming and all that stuff, I often write instructions for or rather describe the material and its structure of how I pictured it and uh, I feed information to her. But that's in English because she's going to present the material in English as well. So very often when we discuss stuff together, when it goes in writing, actually the Hungarian gets translated to English. It's quite funny because often we talk in Hungarian and the same time on a shared screen, I am typing in English exactly what we're saying in Hungarian. It would be quite hilarious for someone to see it, actually. <laughs> that's funny. Wow, that's impressive as well. Well, thank you for that behind-the-scenes color, Andres. And I and many others, I'm sure, are looking forward to seeing the uh, your future Judith Polgar courses and everything else that you uh, continue to churn out at an alarming pace. My absolute joy, Ben. Thank you very much for having me again. Thank you. <laughs>